Hey everyone, you're listening to the MLEPC podcast. I'm Brant Toulouse, and this is episode number three. This episode is part two in our conversation with Bruce Tenenbaum on loving your neighbor and finding our purpose. What's our purpose? How do we act as a disciple in the workplace? How do we share the gospel in our occupations? Well, I got some good news. In today's episode, we plan to tackle these questions, which starts now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the MLEPC podcast. This is episode three, uh, part two in a two-part series with Bruce Tenenbaum. Bruce, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, last episode, we left off and I was I, I didn't plan on doing a two-part series with this, but I said something was like, we got to go deeper. So this Great. is part two. Um, so thanks for joining us, Bruce. Absolutely. I want to do a quick introduction again if anybody didn't sure. get a chance. To Bruce Tenenbaum, I'm a leader here at Mount Lebanon EPC. It's a joy to be here. I love the Lord and I love having conversations about why the Lord has created me, why he has created the church, me personally. And it allows me to go deeper in my faith the more I understand God's purpose for me in my life. So I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation today, Brand. Thank you. As am I, Bruce. Um, you know, so part one, we talk a lot about loving your neighbor and the importance of it. And the way things left off, we kind of got into purpose. And that's something that the Lord has spoke to me quite a bit. Stuff I've talked to the youth here about, like, what is our purpose? We have a purpose. We have a calling. Um and so I was like, we got to get more of this going. Um, so thanks again for joining us. Uh, quick shout out here. So there's a lot of work that goes into the podcast, and we're very blessed to have Zane Saxa with us. So shout out to him for doing all the audio editing and, and the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're listening, shoot him an email or send him a text and say thanks for all your work. Thanks, Zane. Uh, all right, so let's jump into it purpose, right? Bruce, I want to start off with something um, from last episode. Let me read you this. This is what you said at the end of last episode. What we do isn't as relevant as who God has created us to be. What we do isn't as relevant as as who God has created us to be. Wow. Sometimes we say things and don't even know what we're saying. That's powerful. It is, man. So do you want to drill down into that, what I was talking about? Sure. Yeah, man. I, I think the, the place to start, in my opinion, is why we're saved. God has saved each of us who are believer in Jesus Christ from the penalty of our sin. That through that salvation, he has restored a relationship with us that the rest of the world doesn't appreciate and they can't enjoy. The question comes down to why. Why did God choose me, Brant, Zane? Why are we on God's team? If he is calling us to be saved and to have eternal life, then we're on his team and no longer on Satan's team. Okay. I don't believe God did that for us so that we could enjoy that and say, wow, I'm saved. Now I'm going to live like I used to live. I mean, he has a call in our life. He has a call, a purpose that is backed up by the invitation extended to us. So, so invitation and call are the same idea, in my opinion. So this was the invitation that God said, join me in what I'm doing. So how do you join God in what he's doing by sitting on the couch watching TV? It doesn't work. Okay. So God had a purpose. And the reason why he saved us okay, is so that we would get to know him better. So that the more we know the heart of God, the more we can imitate him. We are so full of being God's representative that wherever we go, whoever we talk to, we are just naturally exuding with the joy of Jesus Christ. I don't even have to mention his name, but people know Mm -hmm. that we're different. That's salt and light. That's a salt and light, right? So, So it's like walking into a dark room. And if you are a flashlight, you don't have to announce you're a flashlight. Just shine. You don't have to say, hey, the flashlight's here. It's like, hello, we know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So so that that backs up into why we're saved. Okay. Now, 
Why did he pick Bruce? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, it wasn't my works, my heart, my, my uh, passions, none of that. I mean, God chose me because he did. And I just work with that. The next step is the purpose. Okay, so we talked a little bit about purpose, but God has a purpose for the church. And that's what I call the general purpose. Okay, we all have a general purpose, and the general purpose is to reflect God yes. in whatever we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when we talk about Bruce specifically, now I have a personal call, okay, a personal purpose. And that's hard to figure out. But I think the way I have approached this is that there are two things that come to mind. First of all, there are some people who are called to a specific job in life. Pastors, for example. Yeah. Okay. Carolyn has been called. Steve has been called. Linda has been called to that. Yeah. Okay. I love the Lord, but I trust me, I have not been called to that. Sure. People yeah. have said to me, Bruce, you need to go to seminary. And God's like, <laughs> you're, you're not going anywhere. Don't even submit the application. You're not yeah. going same boat, man. Okay. So so that makes life much easier as opposed to just saying, okay, I'm an open book and I will just follow what people tell me to do. No, that's, let's, let's not do that. Okay. So I know that. I know that pastors are called. And I believe that, that one of the things I do for our presbytery is examine pastors. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the first conversations that we have is sense of call. Okay. It's too easy to, to get tripped up into saying, that's a career I would like to do. You get to meet with people, you preach a little, you, 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 you counsel people. I mean, it's a really great career. But the point is, if you're led to be a psychologist, be one. Sure. If you're led to be a social worker, be one. Yeah. Unless you're called by God to be a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm different. I went to school. I have an MBA. I never had a sense of call, Bruce, be a banker. Bruce, <laughs> get into IT. Sure. It's just something that I fell into. Mm-hmm. So one of the struggles that we have, Brant, is, is I know so many kids that are in high school, like, where am I going? Yeah. And then they get to college and they're their junior and senior year. And they're like, okay, I have a degree in natural history. What's next? Sure. And I think that's kind of the spirit of where you you were taking us today, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, how do you speak life into someone who's in college? Yep. And and they have some frustration of where is this going? Yeah. So if we're Christians, if if I'm talking to a Christian kid, right? I mean, the, the fundamental thing that I say is, are you called by God to go into one of those things of ministry, to be a pastor, perhaps to be a doctor. I mean, there are some careers that are calls, okay? And if they say, I'm not called, it's like, okay, good. (laughs) No, good in the sense that it's an easier conversation, okay? If you're not called, what are you passionate about? Yeah. Well, I like forestry. I like to serve people. I like, I like these kinds of things. And I Mm -hmm. say, chase your passions. Yeah. That, That when you're my age, 60, and you've done the passions of your life, it's easier to wake up in the morning than, wow, I got to go to work. <laughs> I hate my job. You know, sure. that, that's no, such a hard way to, and I think a lot of people live that way. It's just a hard, yeah. such a hard way to live of, I hate my job because we do it so much, yeah. so much of our lives. So if you are in college, it really doesn't matter what career you choose. It doesn't matter. And I think that's frustrating for people. Well, because there's so much emphasis and and uh, the conversation is, you know, in high school, you got to figure out what you want to go to college for. And in college, exactly. you need to get an internship by this, you know, at this point, and you need to be in this and that. And there's a lot of pressure, I think, surrounding that. So that is kind of, you know, that could be shocking to some people, I guess, uh, what you're saying. But I, I know where you're going, and I understand that. I, I, I agree. Right. You're saying it, it, it ultimately doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if we look at our personal purpose, yep. not, not our job purpose, but our personal purpose is to reflect the Lord Jesus Christ in all that we do. So whether you're a painter, yep. okay, whether you're a physician assistant, okay, whether you're working at a national park or whether you're an IT guy like me, 
the call's all the same. Yes. Love your neighbor, love your coworker, be a great employee, love your boss, support, be responsible, be articulate, talk about faith when opportunities come up. Okay? Be the light in the dark place. Yep, absolutely. Every, man. <laughs> every organization, unless it's a church, I mean, it's the small that, that, that aren't dark, but they're all dark places. Yeah. And, you know, and here I am with a new job at Pfizer. We can talk more about my own personal struggle with job and call. Mm-hmm. Brand new jobs in steering this year. And here I am being light in a dark place. And I think that's that's what all of us have that responsibility to do. Yeah. And, and sometimes we can think, well, okay, Bruce, I get it from eight to five. I am the light in a dark place at my workplace. And I'm like, that, that, that idea doesn't stop. I'm at the coffee shop. I'm the light in the coffee shop. Yeah. Okay. I'm at the bar. I'm at a movie theater. I'm out playing kids on the playground. Wherever I go, I better be the light into that dark place. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, man. So let me add, Bruce. So for our listeners, um, I do youth ministry here at MLEPC along with digital ministry. And a part of my job description is the college students here. Right. And I have a special place in my heart for that. I was a freshman mentor when I was at Robert Morris, and uh, I enjoy working with the college kids. And one of the blessings is I get to go to Jubilee, which is, a, uh, I guess, a conference for CCO once a year, and they always talk about you know, finding finding the, the part or, I guess, finding the idea and coming to the idea that you are a Christian in your workplace. Amen. Like, that's where you need to be. It's a really difficult conversation. I've talked to our students about that. So let me backtrack one second. Sure. With my kids here at the church, with the students, I talk to them about that they have a purpose, right? Your purpose is to emulate Christ in all that you do. Practice field, at home with the family, at school, like in all areas of our lives. And I tell them like, this is your purpose for everything. And as you grow in life and life changes your circumstances like me now, you know, I have that same purpose in being a father, being a husband, being here at church. Um, and I try to have that conversation with the college kids is like, you know, whether you're going to school to be an architect or whether you're in trade school and you're going to be a mechanic, it doesn't matter what your job is, but right. your purpose is still the same. You should do great work in that because you're working for Amen. the Lord, Amen. but your purpose is to emulate Christ, whether you're changing tires on a car and fixing stuff in a car or whether you're drawing up the next, you know, skyscraper in Pittsburgh, we should emulate Christ. And I think we, that's the same and we agree on that. Um, so the thing that I like that you talked about before in the previous episode is it doesn't matter. Like the, the, the job that we're in doesn't matter. I mean, we, it's like the flavor of ice cream. Exactly. You know, so, so I'm a mint chocolate chip, you know, you're a vanilla and, yeah. and you're a strawberry. I mean, but the underlying thing is 99% the same. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we forget that we have a purpose. Right. We forget that. We can get caught up in life. And life is difficult sometimes. The world is changing. It's fast. And there's a lot of mental health things going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's, it's a broken world. Um And we get caught up in believing that we don't have a purpose and that God hasn't chose us for a reason right right um, can i interject you got it man uh, so the westminster confession is a foundational part of what we believe and the first question is what's the purpose of man to enjoy god and to love him forever okay and i believe that we as christians invert that and we say the purpose of man is to enjoy life and have a blast okay so so this so the purpose of life is to enjoy God. And one of the ways we enjoy God is by being blessed, by being a blessing in the workplace. Yep. Okay. That is, it's not my purpose of life is here I am and to amass wealth, to amass stuff, and just to fill myself with enjoyment. I love a good cup of coffee, but that's not why I am on the earth. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here for enjoyment of coffee i'm here sure to reflect the lord jesus christ yeah, yeah. amen man okay i'm sorry for interjecting no 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 and to mind. i love that you said that because i don't want to say that this is a taboo 
or hesitate. Maybe a hesit- hesitation is a better word. As Christians, I think we're guilty of being like, well, my pastor is called to preach and to talk about God. Amen. And I'm just your average person that is doing my job. And I go on Sunday, I listen what they have to say, but that's their job. Well, my it- job is not that. I'm not called. I'm not. And we lose that purpose, right? Amen. It's the We have the same purpose as the pastor does, right? Right. And there's more of us. There is, I mean, I don't even know what the percentage would be, but it, there, there is more people in the workplace than there probably are pastors, right? I, <laughs> I mean, we have three pastors here and how many people, right? Amen. Exactly. So there is more of us. So we actually have a, we have a big job as well. Like, right. The, the, I, th- I, when, when I, I, I think in funny terms of this, I honestly think that our pastors are for hire in the sense that I contribute to the church. I'm paying Carolyn, Steve, and Linda to do the work of ministry so that I don't have to. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I see they, what you're saying. They're hired help. Yeah. That they're working for us, yeah. doing what I really don't want to do. Yeah. So, so they're a blessing to me and my yeah. family, accomplishing what I couldn't do on my own. And the Lord says, no. Yeah, exactly. No. They're, they're called to be our leaders and our shepherds to guide us yes. in the right direction, but not to do the work. Yeah. They're, they're not the CEOs. They're, they're not the people to get their hands dirty. And, we, you know, we're the kings and we just watch our servants do yeah. the work. I mean, you know, but Jesus Christ says, if you want to be a leader, be a servant. Yeah. So, so there is none of this in God's kingdom of, I hire him to do ministry. Yeah. None of that. I think that, might be a harsh term i think it's laziness okay fair enough I'm you know that. and i say that because just like you said man well this is their thing and i just i just focus on my thing i mean there are fear there's fears there's social taboos there's all kinds of things that we face being a disciple in the workplace i understand that and we'll talk about that a little bit later but one thing i want to kind of look at right now is why that thought process that you and I just talked about is false, right? right. Because I want to, I want you to read something here, Bruce. I brought something. If you could just read what's highlighted here. This is from my Bible about the 12 disciples and their occupations. You want to okay. just give that a quick read here for us, man. So we see that Simon Peter was a fisherman, James fisherman, John fisherman, Andrew fisherman, Philip fisherman, Matthew, tax collector. I mean, those are some of the highlights. Yeah, and just read that bottom line right there. It says, Jesus' faithful disciples are ordinary men who became extraordinary because of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. I love that. What I like about this is it doesn't say occupation, seminary student, pastor, lay pastor. um, You know, it says fisherman, tax collector. These were ordinary people. Right. That became rock stars for the Lord, right? So why, okay, let's go down that road. Why did Jesus Christ pick ordinary people? Why? I mean, do you remember what it says in Acts when, when they arrested them? Okay. They said, these guys are nobodies. <laughs> they, they didn't go through our school system. They're not educated like we rabbis are, but yet we know that they've spent time with Jesus. That he rubbed off on them. That they had no education, but they had more power in a few words than they had all put together. Yeah. <laughs> so so they, in, in a, a sense, they were saying they have the Holy Spirit and we don't. That's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys have the Spirit of God in them. And, you know, we're, we're just doing the best we can with our own human power. Yeah. So freaked them out. Mm-hmm. What I like about the names that were listed is God worked through them yeah. right, to do extraordinary things. You don't have to be a pastor to talk about your faith in the workplace. Right. You do not have to, you no matter what you are doing, we have that purpose, right? Right. That I mean, same purpose. I, I got a message yesterday from one of the, supervisors that I work with and she said one of my people who's a wonderful woman uh, just resigned I asked for some details and I contacted that person who resigned 
And I think a lot of times we hear a resignation. It's like, okay, I'm washing my hands of that person. I'll never see them again. And peace be with you. See you later. Mm -hmm. I'm done with you. And I reached out to her and I said, first of all, I'm praying that you have great success in your next career move. I mean, leave the doors open. You never know when you are going to bump into someone down the road and have a great conversation that could lead, lead to talking about the Lord. So have a great life. Praying that, that things go well. By the way, you, you stumble, you run into issue. Here's my personal home email address. Contact me. So do you see how, how small and minute these ways of loving your neighbor are? I mean, we're always coming back to loving your yeah. neighbor. Okay? That by being light means extending yourself and taking risks. Well, what if she calls me? What if she needs $1,000? Okay, whatever. I mean... That, that's a, a, a conversation to happen down the road. But we're just called to walk in faith. And walking in faith means I take risk. And I extend myself. I don't go crazy, but I extend myself and say, Lord, I'm here if you need me to meet with her to help her in a hard spot of life. Okay. I'm, I'm willing and able to do that. Yeah. I love that you just said it requires taking risks. Amen. It, we have to step out of the boat. We have to take steps out of the boat. And it's like, you know, coworker is struggling with something, grieving, right? Just, right. Hey, want to grab coffee tomorrow? Being there, being present, right? Um, thanking someone. Hey, thank you for being a part of our team. Like, you are a blessing. Like, you know, taking risks to kind of open that door and sharing the gospel a little bit kind of like you know steve and i talked about this in the first episode you know sometimes it's just small actions right right and i love that you said taking risks because it does require taking risks um now i don't want this to be like hey i'm calling out people for you know what i mean because i you know i work for the church right now but i've had i had a job before this right and you know in the private sector and I know what it's like. I know the challenges. And for a second, I kind of want to be a little empathetic, right? Because right. there are challenges that Absolutely. we face. I'm not naive. I understand that. All, all of the challenge we're presenting, Brandon, is can you ratchet up a little bit? We're not saying <laughs> we're not saying go from A to Z. Yeah, no. We're saying go from A to C. Yeah. You know, make one or two steps. What I have found is, is as you take risks and as the Lord blesses you, then, then you continue down the path. Of, I'll do more. I'll yep. do more. On it. And before you know it, you know, I, I joke with people. It's like, I really have two jobs. I, I work for, for my company from eight to five. And then I do ministry the other half of yeah. my life. Right. So, so I really straddled that. Yeah. And, and okay. So it means that I don't have time to watch as much Steeler football. I don't have as much time to hang out in a bar with my buddies. Okay. So, so it's a priority thing. But I have been so energized by the Lord in some of the, the personal contacts that have been made that that's, that's, my, that's who I am. Yeah. It's my being hobbies. ready, being yeah. available. Amen. Yeah. With some of the challenges, I mean, obviously, have you faced some challenges at work in being a disciple? Is there any, you know, not to get into specifics, but like maybe it's just some general challenges we face. And I could start that conversation off. We work with people from all different kinds of backgrounds. Right. So so my first approach is kindness. It's always kindness. Yeah. Great job. I, I ask a, a colleague for some information. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the quick turnaround. It doesn't cost a thing. It doesn't cost a thing, but yet there's such a big price tag on being, you know, being kind. Yeah. It just starts there. Wow, Bruce is a good, kind guy. Yeah. And then before you know it, you start having more of conversations about other parts of life. Hey, what are your kids doing? And now you are starting to develop a relationship. Kindness is the entree yeah. to relationships. I use LinkedIn in a crazy way. Okay. I'm not selling the product. I'm not selling the... the... Yeah, we are not sponsored by LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that LinkedIn does is it tells you people's birthdays and mm-hmm. it tells you their promotion. 30 seconds. Hey, Dave, I saw you got a new job at XYZ Company. I know you're going to be fabulous. You are such a rock solid guy. They are so blessed to have you. Do I know if he's a Christian? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. But it's investment in Dave today that could pay dividends tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. 
So I try not to be lazy about that. I, I, I do that probably 20 minutes a day. I invest in that. It, it's a awesome, small man. token thing. Happy yeah. birthday. May the Lord bless your coming year. Yeah. I'm not pushing Jesus or anything. I mean, it's not. Now, if I know they're a Christian, obviously I'm going to use, you know. Yeah. May the, may the Lord Jesus Christ bless your coming year. But, you know, I yeah. soft shoe it if I don't. Yeah. Okay. All I'm looking for is entrees to conversation. Yeah. I don't want to lock people out. He's like one of those crazy Christian guys. I need to, you know, ditch Bruce and not be connected with him anymore. No, I'm not after that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, that, that's a sense of purpose in the workplace. It's not in my specific job, but it's networking. Yeah. Being kind. Being kind. Showing kindness, extending kindness. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's pretty easy to be a freaking jerk, isn't it? It's going to be difficult sometimes to be kind, especially in the workplace. But that kindness, it extends something more than just words, right? right. A, a colleague yesterday did a presentation at work. And he asked me afterwards, Bruce, how'd it go? And kindness comes with honesty. I, I think that, that kindness and honesty can go together. Sure. I, I'm the, I believe the same thing, man. And what I said was, you did a really good job, but that could have been a fabulous presentation, okay? That you spent way too much on the intro. The intro became the, the presentation. And then when you came to the conclusion, which was the meat of what you wanted to present, your eyes lit up and your passion just poured out. But it was only for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. You killed. You could have killed it if you just set up what yeah. you were going to talk about in a couple of minutes and then just poured into your passion yeah. And your conclusion and made that your speech. Sure. That was honesty. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was with kindness that said it was great. But yeah. man, it could have been amazing. Yeah. So I, I just pray that, you know, that helps. Again, that's just helping to move that conversation. He's going to trust me next time to ask for honest feedback. Yeah. yeah. Do you see how that works? No, I, yeah, absolutely. That's just a step forward. Yeah. So extending kindness. Okay. So we, you know, we looked at the lie of, well, I can't. You know, there's there's just too many different people. I can't really talk about my faith. It's kind of one of the lies. I right. think another lie is I'm not allowed to talk about it at work. And what I think is funny about that one is, well, you get if you get coffee before work, that ain't at work. You're going to lunch down the street at a deli. That ain't that's not right. That's not uh work. But um, if we drill into what why the workplace says that, I think what they're talking about is aggressive evangelism. That's what they're saying. They don't want you sitting down at your colleague's work desk and say, you need Jesus. Yeah, you're not spending your time just <laughs> doing that. Yeah, Right. I mean, they, you know, it, it would be the same thing as a union guy coming into the, to your work desk and saying, you need to join the union. If you don't, Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I mean, the, there's threats that. and all that nonsense. I mean, that, yeah. you know, our faith can't be that. Yeah. We want people to willfully come to faith. Yeah. And we talked about that in the previous episode, Amen. what that looks like. And exactly. And there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Love your neighbor kindness. Are you kidding me? That's the same idea. Yeah. So it's just taking a little bit of a risk, you know? Risk. Being kind, taking a little bit of a risk, maybe getting them out of the workplace and, you know, going from there and seeing what the Lord has in store and praying about that. So any other challenges we face? There's the challenge of going too far. Of I mean, you still got a job to do. Sure. My company is not going to hire me to be kind <laughs> 10 hours a day. You know, that's yeah, not going to yeah. happen, right? I mean, you've got to do your work. Mm -hmm. But in, in the midst of doing your work, you can find ways to be kind. Mm -hmm. For example, we, we hold what are called roundtables, ways that we engage our clients ways that we engage our clients uh, on a regular basis. And we'll invite 20 other managers from our group to, to participate. And when it's over, because one of my jobs is to coordinate this, I'm like the wedding planner for these things, is to, is to send each person an individual message of thank you. Thank you for the time you spent. Thank you for the great remark you made relative to A, B, and C. Seconds of work. Okay. But but that's an integral part because I may need their help next month for a different client. Okay, I'm just greasing that. Yeah. So it's selfish in a sense. It's selfish in a sense that I'm trying to build camaraderie and participation. Okay. But when we come together and do something as a team, and we can see the momentum, okay, 
Then when the, there's the real problems at the workplace, do you see how much easier it is to work together? Well, we got yeah. through that well. We did that well. Okay, that was not a disaster. Here we are facing a critical disaster. Okay, how do we pull together the same passion and the same heart that we did the good thing on the difficult thing? If you've already built that backdrop, it's easier. Yeah, I trust you. Hey, we did that thing before. Let's do it again, and we yeah. can do it well. Yeah. I got your back. You got my back. It's good. Yeah. So, so this idea of kindness is not only representing the Lord Jesus Christ, but allowing us to be more effective in the workplace. And I love that God, I mean, that, that his kingdom and his kingdom mindset is really what helps us to be better people. Yeah. Better employees. Better employees. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we're operating with that purpose and having confidence in it and, under, confidence in it and understanding it, it, it makes us better employees anyways right i love in you know colossians chapter 3 verse 23 work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the lord rather than for people amen i think that this might sound weird but when you're crushing it at your job and you have that verse in mind i think it's really easy for people to be pointed to the lord in your work right that's right and it's easy to live out your purpose in whatever job setting you are when you're working that. When you have that orientation in your mind of how I want to work, it I don't want to say it, you know, it, it I don't want to say accidentally, but it shows it points people to the Lord. Because you're working hard. Well, Bruce, great job, great presentation, man. Right. You've been this year you've been working, you know, you've been doing really well. We're so thankful that you're a part of our company. Why? Right. Right. Exactly. So I, I want to go in a different direction. You got it. Um, and I hate the fact that I'm talking a lot about myself today, but I, I just lo love practical examples. So I had been in banking from at Mellon Bank from 82 to 99. Okay. And they sold that piece of business to U.S. Bank. So then I worked for U.S. Bank from 2000 to January of this year. It's almost another 20, right? So here I am 40 years into banking and U.S. Bank sold that business to Pfizer, my current employee out of employer out of Milwaukee. And they didn't have the exact job that I used to do. So, so here I am for 40 years, basically doing the same job, kind of job. And I go to the new employer and it's like, okay, well, we don't have that job, but here's something like it. And they just kind of parked me in an organization. And I didn't have a sense of what my purpose was. And it's like, okay, I got to navigate this, figure this out. And I started going down a couple different paths. Very shortly after starting, you know that I'm a Toastmaster. I mean, that's one yep. of my passions is helping people to be more articulate. June of this year, my boss contacts me and says, you know what, Bruce? I love the fact that you help people being more articulate, that that's a hobby of yours. Okay. Can you use that hobby? to help our people do that. Hmm. So we, we, I work as an operation of 125 customer service reps, typically on the phone. And now I am morphing not to go exclusively, but to be a half-time IT guy and a half-time training and development guy. Awesome, man. To, to help our people to be more articulate. And I look at that and I said to Eileen, my wife, and I said, okay, this is the Lord's doing. Okay, that, that here I joined a new company, I had no idea where I was going. And within a few months, yeah. you can start seeing the doors of opportunity moving. Yep. And I said to Eileen, I said, what amazes me, because I work from home, is I can impact people a little bit. Okay? But when I start doing training and development, okay, well, then you start getting to know people's backgrounds yep. and kids and lives. And the Lord is just creating this abundance of... Praise God, man communications, connections. You know, do I know what he's up to? I have no idea. There's probably specific people in mind that he's trying to use me for. I just say, hey, Lord, I'm yours. And what was really funny is two weeks ago, I was talking to my boss and she said, how are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm really excited about where my job's going. And she said, which was really nice. She said, I love when people have 
extreme satisfaction in their job because then then I as their manager feel really excited for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was laughing to myself. I was like, "Well, you realize that, that the Lord used you to pull this off." <laughs> but but it's just the way it is. Yeah. And sometimes we can get a job, maybe even the first job that we have, and we think this is where this is going, and seconds after being there you're like wow yep i had no idea but it takes risk it does it takes risk and the 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 flexibility of saying god wherever you lead me i will go yeah okay and and this is where it gets strange and i struggle with people i've already had people say okay why don't you come work for me it's like i can't yeah it's like what, what do you mean you can leave your current job, come work for me. It's like, no, I can't. Actually, the Lord has parked me at my current position. And until he frees me from that, I'm stuck there. Okay, I have the same perspective at Mellon. I have the same perspective at U.S. Bank. That I'm not a job hopper. I just stay. When the Lord moves me along through a merger and acquisition, well, there I am. I'm moving along. Sure. Okay, I had a friend who's planting a church in the area. And he said, Bruce come join me at my church. I said, Dave, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Okay. I can help you plant this church. I can help you with writing some sermons. I can help you with momentum, finding people. I can help you with all those. But when it comes to loyalty to your church, I can't. Okay. The Lord has called me to Mount Lebanon EPC and I am there until he frees me. I'm there. This isn't every day I go to, I wake up and I say, okay, what church you know, it's, it's already set in stone. Yeah. And I think that when we live our lives, all aspects, church or work, it just frees us from the noise of you could make more money. You could, you could, you could. No, I'm here. Let me enjoy what I have. The contentment of what's going on. Contentment. Thank yeah, you How the Lord's that. working right now. Yeah. Right. So contentment is so important. I'm not chasing the next thing. I'm content. I'm chasing the next relationship I can make. I'm not chasing the next job. Yeah. Which frees me. There's a lot of time and anxiety of, of spiffing up the old resume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, yeah. I mean, it, we see that in today's workplace, right? Average people, what, they're at a job? Three to five, five years. years yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and if your mindset is just, okay, I'm here for a year and at year three, I need to be somewhere else or whatever. Right. Kind of losing, maybe you're losing a little bit of the focus on what the Lord has you doing right in that moment, how you're living out that purpose right in that moment. Amen. But yeah. because think of it, right? Because because my company knows they have me. Well, I've never told them that, but they have me, okay? Where I know that there are people who, who are two and a half years into their job, they're already planning the next move. Well, mm-hmm. that means the company's only had, really had them for a year, you know, two and a half years yeah. and they're done. I mean, sure. They've checked out. They're sure. making a paycheck. They're getting the work done. They're doing good work, but they've checked out relative yeah. to how they can improve the organization. Sure. I'm not going to be here. Why? Why should I do that? Yeah. And I think, you know, within good reason, there are times where people you know, should leave or should advance or go back to school Absolutely. or whatever, or, you know, they need, you know, financial help, go to different things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the average Joe. I'm not talking about specifics. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I understand that completely. And, you know, as you were talking about that, it it, kind of just reminds me of like, you know, if the Lord's presenting us an opportunity, like you said before, you got to be, you got to be ready. You got to be present and present in that. And if you're just thinking about, well, this is what's going to happen here. And I'm just working towards that. You're kind of like saying, yeah, I don't, I know you got something going on here right now, but that's not me right now. Like, because I want to do this and I want to do that, or I'm focused on that. And. Um, that could hold us back from living out our calling in our workplace. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, back to our purpose, right? So we talked a little bit about some of the challenges that we face and there are so many other social challenges that we face too. Um, people could think it could be weird, right? Um, sharing your faith and how do I do that? Um, the good news is we're not alone. In that, right. it's not just us having to come up with these things. I do believe the Spirit leads us in that and asking. And I hope that listeners, you know, in prayer would ask, present me an opportunity to share my faith at work. Amen. That's a bold prayer. I mean, because he will. <laughs> he will absolutely do that. And, and, and I, I 
think, speaking for myself, that the fear that we have, because a lot of our uh, unsuccess in evangelism is fear, and the fear is yep. based on, yeah. and I have a case in point, a, a guy that I'm friends with is, okay, what if I show kindness to that guy and I take him to the grocery store to get some food? He doesn't have a car, so I take him there. And what if he expects me to do that every Tuesday and Thursday? I I think I'm afraid that he might be more demanding of my time than I'm willing to give. So my solution is is just to stop. I mean, it's just like, okay, I'm not going to get to know that guy because who knows where his demands are going to come. So I'll just stop it from even happening. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I believe that we can be stronger people in setting boundaries. So I have a guy like this who, who, if I give him a a foot, he'll take a mile. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those guys. He'll take anything you give plus more. Okay. And I just, you know, I'll just say a set a boundary. And it's like, okay, yeah, I will help you grocery shop, but it's got to be between 10 and two on Saturdays. You figure it out, but I'm available. Yeah. Okay, so there is no mid. I got a full time job, so there's no taking you to the grocery store Monday through Friday. It ain't happening. Sundays is my Sabbath day. It's not happening. So Saturdays, you, yeah, let me know. So he he doesn't call me for a couple Saturdays in a row. I'm, I'm not calling him. Yeah, it's on him. He has a responsibility, but he knows the gate and he knows the gate and door of opportunity. Yeah. So if he calls me like he did recently on a Wednesday night, hey, I need a pair of pants. Can you help me? I'm sorry. Saturday, I'm in. Wednesday, I told you, man, I can't help you. Perhaps you can find someone else. Yeah. And I think once we establish boundaries with people and we learn to do that well, boundaries helps us with all aspects of yeah. life. Jesus set boundaries, man. Man, it's all about the boundaries. Kids, marriages, whatever you have. Yeah. Just setting the boundaries of this is the way this needs yeah. to work. Otherwise, we, we, we sponge off of each other. Mm-hmm. And we get discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. So people could fear that there's an overcommitment. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. I think that fear in general is, holds us back from just living out that purpose because it's, it's an unknown, right? Right. You know? And I think a lot of people, this is the whole purpose of this episode, right? They don't know what it's like to be a Christian in their, in their calling, I mean, in their workplace. And so, there's, there's fear just in that. It's an unknown thing, right? Right. And the, the encouragement is it's it's not an unknown thing. We know what the purpose is. We know why. And we don't have to know how. The Lord's got us. You know what I mean? Amen. If we're willing to be used and, and to be available and to be ready, he's got us. Amen. Okay, let, let, can you give another example? You got it, man. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So, so I'm into business networking. There's a Christian networking group that I'm part of on Tuesday mornings. And, and it's hilarious. But yesterday, a, a guy I used to work with at the bank in the 90s came, just showed up to the meeting. It was great to see him. But I, I have this attitude that Whoever visits, there's like 12 of us, and we might have a couple of visitors every month. Whoever's a visitor, I buy them breakfast. That's awesome. And it's like, well, what's that about? And it's like, there's a couple of objectives. Okay. First, it demonstrates to the Lord my generosity. Okay. Secondly, it shows hospitality. Okay. Hey, thank you for coming. Okay. That I am willing to invest in you. Whether you come again or not, I couldn't care less. But you're going to walk away thinking these guys, are, this is a hospitable, welcoming group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And third, I think it creates that door of opportunity to further that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm trying to buy their attention or buy their love. It's none of that. It's just says, wow, if Bruce cares about me, I need to pay attention perhaps. Or there's a guy I can trust mm-hmm. to I take it to yeah. the next level. Okay. So, you know, it, it comes back to kindness, but there's a place to use kindness in the workplace, which is business networking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Show you know, people that you care. Yeah. And then sometimes it, 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 it costs you. It does. But, but it's not a hundred bucks. I mean, it's a few bucks. Yeah. I mean, I've been to some previous work experiences, I've been to some networking events, and quite a few actually, and 
getting to know people and well, does your company align with what we do and right. what can we sell you and all those things, right? But at the end of the day, we're all people, right? We're all there. We have all kinds of stuff going on that kind of extends beyond just trying to find someone that you could sell your product to or you find somebody that um, your company could work collaboratively on something for. Right. There's more to that than just your your, your work, your occupation. But, but sometimes, Brant, the Lord uses our kindness in this pay it forward idea, okay, because a colleague sent me a referral for Toastmasters. She knew someone that she worked with who struggles with getting up in front of an audience of 10. I mean, very good one-on-one, a yeah. personal sales call, but if it has to be in front of a bigger audience, the person struggles. So she called me and said, can you help this person? So that was a lead for me, right? So here it is. I'm tied with person with, with, with Julie, my friend. And then Julie is bringing me leads. I bring her leads. And, and that's the way networking works. Sure. We trust one another. Yeah. We're not in it. We're both Christians who love the Lord. So we're in it to grow each other's business because we trust one another. Okay. So I know when I give someone a lead that they are connecting with Jesus Christ who's someone else. Do, do you realize Julie I, yeah. represents Christ? So I feel confident yep. that that is good. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so I mean, that's networking for a purpose. I know the kind of networking you're talking about and it's, it's fish tank networking. I mean, you're trying to kill each other networking, right? It's like, I'm networking to accomplish an objective. Yes. I want some of his customers. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's cultural networking. It's not fun. What we do yeah. is fun. Yeah. Because it's unto the Lord. I mean, it's back to Colossians 3.23. Yeah. Do everything you're unto pl- the Lord. You're planting seeds and you're trying to help grow the kingdom, man. <laughs> Amen. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. So one thing I kind of wanted to touch upon is, and to kind of wrap with it is, yeah. is it, it just encouragement, right? So, you know, whether you are a mechanic, whether you're an architect, a nurse, um, I think each occupation that there is there are opportunities to live out that purpose right if you're a mechanic you're you're encountering customers on a daily basis a new person on a daily basis and you can build relationships as people's cars come in and so forth if you're a nurse you're seeing people in the hospital daily right right if you're a dentist you have your customers your real estate agent you have your customer i mean the list goes on right there are ways that you can live out that purpose and there are people there's networks there's there's things there's your there's just your community in your company right in your employees fellow employees right um you know we could spend all day talking about how each occupation can do that and i think that my encouragement for listeners is to really sit down and say okay what where are the areas here that i can that i can share the gospel where are the areas that i can live out my purpose and, and emulate christ you know whether it's in my cubicle or whether it's in the field right what can i do and it should be all of those areas right and really just kind of sit down and look into it and to pray that the Lord would guide you in that. And so with that, Bruce, what is what are some words of encouragement into living out our purpose in, in the workplace? You're not going to believe it, right? But it comes down to the first conversation, which is loving your neighbors. It, that, that Christ said, treat others as you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working at my IT job, or the guy is fixing a car and is a mechanic. Okay, The way you treat your customers is the way you would want to be treated. So that's the way I look at it. When I go into a restaurant and I have a waitress and, and they're grumpy and mean, it's like, wow, you need to, you need to reset. you got to rethink why you're here, that this isn't just a paycheck. Okay? Your company did not hire you to give you a job because They can hire a robot. You're not a robot. You're here. So if you're here, what game are you bringing? Because it's not the Steelers who are the only ones engaged in a game. We're all in the game of life. And we have the choice to be successful at it. It doesn't mean that we're, we're fabulously talented. I mean, a lot of us are just average people. But how, as average people, we can be fabulous in energizing and moving the kingdom of Back, back to your point about fishermen. I'm a fisherman in my job. Yeah. I'm not stellar. I am not the top 1% of IT guys. I'm, I'm, I'm average at best. But that is just the thing that gives me the entree into being 
the person that I am and the place God has called me for this season. Yeah. And it goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning, man. Imagine if more of us walked off the sideline and went into the game. Imagine. I love that connection you made. I love that. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. Bruce, thank you, man, for joining us. Absolutely. It's uh, it's always a joy and ex- exciting to have you on, and I hope to have you on more in the future. And you and I have been spitballing some ideas of some other stuff that we might man. have in the works, so be praying about that. Um, just thank you again for your time and for your insight. Uh, it's a blessing, man. You inspire me, and I'm just thankful to yeah. be able to, you know, have you on here and for your time that you that you gave too. So, um, listeners, uh, you know, thank you so much for coming back uh, for episode three, and we'd love to hear from you, especially on what you loved about today's episode. Also, if you have any questions about how to stay up to date with the newest episodes or how to access the podcast. Or you might have questions on how do I share it with my family and friends or like today's theme, coworkers. Um, uh, please feel free to email me at tech at mlepc.org. That is tech at mlepc.org and just throw in the subject line podcast. Bruce, any way people can get in touch with you. Absolutely. First, Brant and Zane, thank you for this opportunity. I love talking about the Lord and purpose and sense of call and kindness we can go on for hours talking about that. So, so thank you. <clears throat> if folks want to contact me, btenenbaum8 at gmail.com. That's B-T-E-N-E-N-B-A-U-M, followed by the number 8 at gmail.com. Great to be with you today. As a reminder, please follow our podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts to stay up to date with our new content. And if you want to get plugged in here at MLAPC, you can find out more information about what's happening at the church via our website, www.mlepc.org, www.mlepc.org. Also, make sure to check out the church's YouTube page to see other exciting content that we have. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing all of you at church. <laughs>